Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. Did you know that you should never use paints or coatings on brick, block, stone, or mortar? It's because it needs to breathe. Instead, you can stain it to any color that you'd like, and yes, even the mortar too. Staining is 100% maintenance-free and permanent, unlike coatings. So why don't more people know about it? We wondered the same thing. MNN Masonry Staining is a South Jersey contractor that has partnered with the oldest brick staining manufacturer in the United States and is certified to use their proprietary products and over 45 years of staining knowledge. MNN is scheduling residential and commercial building estimates now. For more information, call Nick at 856-217-1750 or follow M&N Masonry Staining on any social media platform. Today's guest is a union subcontractor that performs work in both the public and private sectors. I've known this gentleman for, I believe, just over 10 years. He's become a good friend, and we've been doing business for just about 10 years. Jeff Francconi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to have you here. So how long has it been that I've been asking you to come on? Do you remember? It's been, it's <laughs> probably been since uh, 2021, <laughs> 20 maybe. And just so you know, the date is recording, everyone. It's December, 2022. <laughs> you said you'd get me by the end of the year. I didn't think it would happen. That was the goal. And I really appreciate you coming on because your, your, your story is a great one. Let's, let's go back to before high school. Did you always know that you were you were leaning towards construction? Were you into construction, you know, when you were a young young kid? My family had a steel fabrication business. They did a lot of work on tank trailers uh, when I was a kid. After that, you know, through high school, my dad had closed up and moved to Florida, but I stayed around in the I'm from the Violin area. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was going to school, I wanted to I, I was pretty decent in math. So I wanted to, you know, to be an accountant. I kind of fell into construction and I loved it. I mean, you were somewhere different every day and, and you build something and you, next thing you know, you're like, wow. I remember my very first concrete job I was on and I drive by it and laugh to myself because I remember little stories in my head about guys going, yeah, you better go get a drink because you're, you're never going to make it. And then here I am 30 years later. I'm like, well, I guess I did something right. Absolutely, you did, man. So you graduated high school in 1991. We're actually the same age. From your bio, you went to college for three semesters. Where, where were you? Where did you see yourself heading by by going to college? And, and where did you go, by the way? So I started out at uh, Cumberland County College. 
I was going in the, in the math field. I was looking at to be an accountant. And through that time, you kind of like start to find yourself and start to see. And then one of the professors had said, hey, I think, um, you know, you guys are going to work in one of the buildings in Philly and you're going to, uh, you know, you make 20, 22,000 a year. And I said, meanwhile, I was working like a summer for a, a union contractor at the time. And I was like, wow, I, I made like mm-hmm. 12,000 right. in yeah, the half summer of it. <laughs> for like three months. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So during the Christmas break, as luck would have it, I had a, I had a automobile accident. So I was down a car. I turned to my dad and I said, look, you don't have to worry. I'm not going back to college. I'm going to go work. So I went, I went to work to, you know, to make money, to make a car. And I was going to figure it all out. And uh, I just, I liked it. I, I liked everything about it. And even in the concrete, like it was, it was just something that I felt like I just loved. Even to this day, I'm 30 years later. I'd never have a bad day. Even when you have a bad day, you don't really have a bad day. And it's funny, my, my daughter, every day I come home, hey, dad, how was your dad? I said, never had a bad day. You know what I mean? Because it's just when you do what you love to do, it's funny because people say that it's not a job. It really isn't. I mean, and I put some long hours in just like everybody in my industry does. You know what I mean? Because it's not like a two by four. We don't know when it's coming and we don't know when it's going to be done. It was just something that fell into it. And I'm like, man, I really enjoy this. No, awesome share. And and you could you could tell that you love it. I mean, when you're out on site, when I see you on site and the, your guys, which we'll get into the love that they have for you. So you started with U.S. Concrete in 92, 1992, and you were there for about seven years. Talk about what you, what you did there and your progression at U.S. Concrete. So I, I started there as just your average labor, young kid. So in the 90s, the way construction was, they had coming out of a recession of like 88. I was in part of it because I was in school. But the guys would always tell me, you're so lucky to have a job. You're so lucky that you work every day. You don't understand. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I was always hustling because I was felt very fortunate to have a job. Because in 1992, like that's what these these guys that were older than me, the fellows that had been in the trade would tell me, like, you don't realize it. So, you know, I started as your basic labor. I didn't know anything. Like I said, the first job I was on, I will, I'll never forget it. We were pouring a garden center at Home Depot in Lawnside, New Jersey. I was raking. And back then, we didn't pour as big as we pour today. We didn't have the big machines. It was guys on straight edges and, and rakers to rake. And we got to the end of the pour. And I'll never forget, one of the finishers turned to me and he goes, he, he grabs the rake out of my hand. He goes, why don't you go get something to drink? <laughs> and I just laughed. You know what I mean? I laugh at it today because I can remember that day like it was like I was all pumped up that I was like, I'm in a pour like this is so cool. You know what I mean? And and I never really lost that. Like, I still think it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was something that I knew right away. I kind of got hooked on. And again, the fact that we were always and when I worked for us, we did a lot of Home Depots like we, we started with Lawnside and then it felt like we went right up New Jersey. I mean, we were building Home Depots. And slowly I was like learning how to read the drawings and, and learning different things. And, and then I wanted to, uh, I wanted to operate. So I would, any chance I would get, I would jump on a machine, even though I get yelled at for it. You know what I mean? Everything about it, I always wanted to learn the next, you know, and I didn't realize I was wanting to learn the next step until obviously later in life. Yeah. Now when you, when you left them, 
which you left in November 1999. Were you a foreman at that time when you moved on? Yes. I, so it was a smaller company, but I would go out and run some jobs for for the day to day. They always had an owner. There was two owners. One of the owners was always on site, but I was like making decisions, and I was I, I was I would call it like yeah, I was like uh, assistant foreman, let's say, because there was they were always the two brothers. One of them was always in charge. So when when I left, I was I could do it, and I did do it to the capacity that they would let me do it. Got it. So you had moved on and you started working for South State and you were hired specifically to help them build their curbs and sidewalk division? Correct. So the owner of South State had reached out to me. It was like around November of, of 99. He had reached out to me and he said, hey, look, I want to start doing my own curbs and sidewalks. I would love for you to come work for me. I saw the opportunity to build and he had offered me an operator's book to do it. So I had said to myself, okay, I, this is a, an opportunity to grow. And it was, a, it was a great opportunity. We still do work for them to this day. It was, uh, it, was, it was a great learning experience. It was a great, great to see something start from nothing and get to a point where we had, at the time when I left, we, we had had two crews. They were both curb crews and they were both successful in doing the job that they needed done at that time. Great. And then you were there approximately five years. It was January of 2004. So back then, obviously, everybody knows in construction that times have changed. But people used to stop in construction between December to like March. Right. It was, it was the bad weather. No, it wasn't worth it. Concrete would usually concrete guys would usually slow down, like going into like December and road companies would slow down because they wouldn't pave anything over the winter. So so when this winter, particular winter came down, I went in and talked to the owner and I said, look, I said, I would never leave you for another company, but I would like to try and do it for myself. He was very super supportive. Like I said, to this day, we still do work for him. Great guy, uh, great company they built. I mean, obviously everybody has seen them up and down the roads and they've grown to be an awesome company. Again, like I said, it gave me the the support, and then later on gave me some work to help us. And uh, it's been great. Awesome. And if my math serves me correctly, you were about 32 years old when you decided to, and I'm wearing this shirt just for you today, to bet on <laughs> to bet on yourself, which is just awesome, man. And so in 2004, I think you established a company in 2003 from your website, but but you were, you were I guess, all in the first of that year, 2004. Talk about your emotions and, and you know, your, just your mindset that year, doing your own thing. I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I knew so that. <laughs> just, just to give you a little heads up, I was six months away from getting married to my wife. I took this chance. I was scared. I was. But I had a, a great support system of people that believed in me. Other companies would give me opportunities. I felt like in 04, it was uh, a lot of people were, were willing to extend a hand, give me some overflow work. I started with, with five employees and myself, and we were busy. And it wasn't soon after that that I went from one crew to two. And that's when I got Terrell, which was one of my top foremen. He is the man. Uh, yep. Yes, he's, been, he's actually been with me. Two and a half months after we started in business. Wow, I didn't know we started that early. Okay. 
My first day on a job was January 12th of 2004. And Terrell had actually started with me. It was either the end of February or beginning of March. And the hall had sent him to me. And it was like a match made in heaven. And next thing you know, he's been with me, you know, going on 29 years. He is the man. You know how much I love that guy. Yep. Hey, guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So in January, it's going to be 19 years that you took that leap of faith, if you will, and and bet on yourself. How do you feel about things where you're at? And would you change anything in the last 19 years? No, I don't think I would, to be honest with you. Well, listen, I I believe that every you have to uh, experience to evolve. I wouldn't change anything. I think I've done the best I could with everything, you know, and always looking to to improve, always looking to grow. I I believe I have a great team. I got a a great team of men slowly building a great office staff. My wife always says this, it it makes you who you are, right? So your mistakes make you who you are. So I I wouldn't change it. I'm actually kind of glad where we're at and uh, always looking to, to do better, to grow, to grow more. I mean, to be 19 years in business is is incredible in itself, for one. And if I didn't mention it earlier, Jeff is the president, founder, and CEO of Capital Concrete. Jeff and I actually met about 10 years or so, Jeff. I, I have us meeting around 2012, 2013 at the Ray and Joan Kroc Corpse Community Center in Camden, New Jersey. And I was with Hunter Roberts Construction Group at the time. And you came in as a sub for Tri-State. You were doing foot, footings and foundations, and, and they were doing the slabs, if I remember correctly. Yep, correct. And, and how, how did that partnership, if you will, or subcontracting partnership with them, how did, that, how did that happen where you were getting those opportunities with Tri-State? Well, believe it or not, it happened at an earlier time. It actually happened in, in 2004 where we started to, um, right out of the gate, actually Tri-State gave us our first job was a Sovereign Avenue school in Atlantic City. We were doing the sidewalk and some of the miscellaneous stuff that was left in them jobs when you do schools like the auditorium, stadiums, stuff like that, like the miscellaneous package. And it freed them up to go and other projects at the time. And slowly we did, we, we would start doing a lot of the schoolwork. So early on, we, we got pretty versed in the school, in the schools. And uh, we were, you know, it's a different entity than now that we're in. We still do schoolwork, but we also do manufacturing and, and some other stuff that we've grown into. But uh, it was a relationship and it still is a relationship that we're, we're friends, bounce some ideas off each other from time to time. But they're in, they're in a growth period for them and we're in a growth for us. So, you know, we're all in the same market, but they're in a different market. 
than we are in at the present time. Got it. And to give people perspective on the size of, of your company, whatever you'd like to share, employees, annual revenue, what, what's expected in, in 2022 in size? So I believe 2022, we maintained, I would say 50, you know, up or down, depend upon our bigger slabs. You know, obviously we, we ramp up for some big slabs just like everybody does, but we keep a solid 40 to 50 members with us. We have you know, like I said, we, we were versed. We have 172, 825 operating engineers, carpenters, building trade laborers. So we kind of do both ends of it. We started out as a curb and sidewall company, but quickly got into buildings and have done some pretty nice projects to date. 2022 was, was a, I believe, we're on track to be $15 million. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've had and forward to what the future brings. We do spend a lot of our our money on equipment. People like to say I'm equipment driven because in today's market you need it. You know, your equipment helps the men get through the day. We have laser screens and the trial machines and the forklifts and the you know every anything that can make the job easier and it's a machine helps. It helps your men, the longevity of your men. I like to keep guys, I tell guys, I want them to retire here. And we were very successful in retiring a couple guys that were here from a very long time. I like it. I, I like when a guy's finished his career. He's been here. We had an operator that was here 16, 17 years, and he retired. And he actually is still on the fence of retirement. And he comes back, he goes to Florida, and then he comes back and he says, hey, if you have anything, we'll... You know, I haven't turned my papers in yet. If you want me to work a month or two. And I think that says a lot for us that he'll come back and work a couple months, you know, and he hasn't turned his full papers in to retire. It's funny. I just talked to him today. He's actually on a plane to come back. And he said, I didn't turn my papers in. So if you want, if you want me to come to work, I'm going to be up there for a few months. And I was like, yep, we'll take you. <laughs> it's great. I like the guys. I like the team we got together. Like I said, I tell guys, you know, my foreman's right down to the laborers. Look, I want everybody to retire here. It makes it easier on me. <laughs> Great shares, man. So, so you know, you said that you wouldn't change anything in, in coming up on 19 years. What's your biggest lesson learned as a business owner of 19 years? Is there anything that sticks out? The only thing that I would stick out, and I, I doing this now for close to 30 years in total, I think that I've seen a lot that I wouldn't believe that we would have seen. For instance, we used to do a lot on handshakes and that's over. You got to keep up on your, on your emails and you got to ask, you know, email questions. The dumbest question has to be emailed, right? I remember even way back when, when I was just a laborer, it was like, oh, you got to do this. Okay. And you just did it. But, uh, I've been very fortunate, you know, just like everybody, we've had some bad jobs. And you learn from them and you hope to not do them again. And you make them a lesson for, for the whole company, right? You don't, you don't hide it from everybody. You expose it. I like to expose it. And so we all don't do that again. We've had some lessons on some projects and it's, it's been, you know, some projects are difficult. They're very fast paced now. There's no stopping. You have a mistake and it, it, you have a tendency of compounding your mistakes. So what I, what I try to do is, is, is explain that it, 
it, it costs three times the amount to take concrete out. So if, if we have to slow down to get it right the first time, it's better than three times the amount. So, and, and we all know that concrete in the last couple of years have went, when I started in business, which was uh, in 2004, I was buying a yard of concrete for $52. I never thought that it would be upwards of $160 a yard. Now, that's a big number. Yeah. Times have changed for sure. Yes. Yes. Good stuff, man. Appreciate all the shares. Where, where where do you want to take the company now? Where where do you think you're headed? Well, I mean, I I would definitely I like growth. I like a steady growth. We've never done big jumps. It's always been like 10, 20% jump, you know. I feel like I got a lot of time left. So, I I would love to grow to, you know, maybe eventually even like we do multi-story buildings now, like slab on decks. I, I'd like to do a little bit more structural. We do a lot of a lot of structural walls. Uh, we actually just did uh, this year, uh, well, it was last year actually. We did a uh, one-sided firewall. It was a pretty big wall, and I like the challenges. I still I still enjoyed it. I like the different stuff. I like to um, you know I, I like to dig in on the different stuff. I think it makes it interesting, you know, instead of doing the same thing day after day after day. Now, for people who don't know, know Jeff or his company, he's, a, he's an owner that's out there. He's working late. He's on the pump. You know, whatever, whatever he needs to do, he's, uh, he's doing it. I think a lot of owners you'll, you'll see in the concrete industry, a lot of the owners are on sites. All of our, my acquaintances, I mean, you'll see a lot of the owners on sites. I don't know why that is. It's it's maybe because it's uh, concrete's perishable, <laughs> and you know what I mean. You want to be there, and or maybe it's just we're just a different breed of people. I will get up early and I will stay late. I don't have a problem at all. I know you do, buddy. Outside of work, what are you passionate about? Hobbies? You know, it's funny you ask that. I fight with this all the time. I do enjoy work, and the last few years with building a company. And being a father of my son, who's now 16, and my daughter, who's 13, who both were have played different sports, but kind of settled in on baseball and softball, I do find myself wanting to get to everything I possibly can for them. The golf thing I'll do, you know, a scramble here and there, but I, I feel like with built with getting married, starting a company, getting married, building, you know, a family. At the same time, you're, you're, you're building a company. My passion really is I, I do enjoy, like, uh, I took my daughter last night to her, uh, hitting practice. And it just, I just, I'm so proud of, of the young lady she's becoming. My son, when he gets a day off from school, he wants to come work in the yard. And I'm proud that my yard guys will come to me and say, yo, that kid really likes to work. Like he'll come in dirty. He gets, he's, you know, he likes, to get physical and get dirty with it. I, I just, I think for this part of my life, I'm okay with just being in with the fam. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to go to boats or anything else. I just, I, I just enjoy because it's going by so fast. I mean, my son's going to drive in three months and he's not going to need dad to drive him. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, for 16 years, it's where they want to go, you know? And, and like I said, now my daughter, she's, She's pretty heavy. She's getting ready to go to high school. So it's, it's a, it's, she's got a big decision. And I just like being a part of that right now. That and work fills up a day really quick. I love it. <laughs> so 
if someone wants to get into construction or, you know, or even start, start a business, you know, young lady, young gentleman, what, what advice would you give? I mean, if you got the passion, I, I believe, and if you have the, the can do attitude, I encourage it. I think you can remember one of the conversations with me and you, even back in 2012, I'm like, yeah, if you think you can do it, you can do it. And it doesn't matter how you get to that point. It doesn't matter what you, you have to do. I think that if somebody has it in them to put the time in, it's not an eight to two job. It's not an eight to five job. It's a, I always tell people, you know, it doesn't matter if I take a day off, right? If I take a day off, it just means I'm making that time up some other time. It might be 10 o'clock at night and I remote in from home or it's still, it doesn't bother me because I believe that it's just like a family. You got to be part of it. Just like raising your family, you're there for them whenever they need you, right? It's your, your business is your family. So if you're willing to put the time in, I believe everybody can be successful. I just, I think that there's certain people that are, that just have the drive and, and, and figure it out, you know, you got to figure out what you want. Yeah, exactly. And if there's a bump in the road, you just got to swerve around and there's going to be plenty of bumps in the road. Great share, man. If anyone wants to get in touch with you or your company, you want to share any, any social media website information? We do have a LinkedIn Capital Concrete with an A-C-A-P-I-T-A-L. We do also have a website. It's www.capitalconcrete.net, N-E-T. We're working on more media stuff because we believe that that gets our name out there to see everything that we do. Because like I said, we do a lot of people see our trucks on the on the road work side because you're in the middle of a highway working and everybody's like, oh, there's capital, right? But uh, some of the building work, like we've, we've really branched out into doing some, some really nice... Uh, I won't, I won't call them warehouse, more manufacturing, you know, the, the more intricate stuff with the slope slabs and the, the catwalks, metal decks. And we still do uh, quite a bit of um, schoolwork and uh, like the public sector stuff that, you know, is public bid. But that's basically the stuff that we're we're into right now. Well, hey, man, I am grateful that you finally were able to uh, say yes I know you were always uh, you were always interested. It was just a matter of getting our schedules uh, aligned. And you have some really good guests. I mean, it's a long line. You know, you, you gotta. I don't want to be that one that's the flop. <laughs> no, it, it, it's been a great, great share. And again, I appreciate you sharing your journey and your story for all to listen. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you having me. And I'll be seeing you on site soon. Up, oh, you got that. Talk to you soon, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.